This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. There was a cockpit fire in the windshield in a Q400 aircraft. They safely landed. The pilot was mentally fatigued. He did not want to operate further. The management called him up and threatened him that if he does not operate after this incident, he will be fired. They religiously deducted the PF from my salary, but it has not been credited in my EPF account. So I sent them a legal notice. They did not reply to it. Spares for the aircraft have stopped coming in. They can't pay for new spares. This practice is very common with financially weak airlines. ICEJET also has been trying to source spares of the grey market. This is the worst thing you can possibly do to your aircraft. You know, while the perception was, oh, everything is fine and dandy with Ajit Singh now at the helm, it was just nothing but highly elaborate window dressing scheme. It's widely believed that this is the end of the rope for SpiceJet. SpiceJet. Ajit Singh's airline, which cleverly names its aircraft after Indian spices, coriander, turmeric, Chili, red chili, even caraway and shahi jeera has now landed itself in a pickle. Frequent safety incidents, a show cause notice and probe by the aviation regulator, delays in tax payments, default notices and court cases from financiers, worried lenders and very angry employees. But then SpiceJet has stood on the edge of a precipice before. And from there, it has taken flight. What will it do this time? How will Ajay Singh keep his airline flying? Listen on. It's the 22nd of July. From the Economic Times, I'm Anirban Chaudhary, and you're listening to Plane in a Pickle, SpiceJet's many problems on The Morning Brief. In response to queries, SpiceJet denied all the assessments made by the host, consultant, and lawyer, and the allegations from its employees. For this episode, I spoke to a bunch of people whom you heard at the beginning. My name is Captain Aman Chahil. I was working with SpiceJet for over a decade. I am an ex-captain for SpiceJet. I flew for the airline for around a decade. I worked at SpiceJet for about five and a half years. I am Ajay Kumar. I am the managing partner of this law firm, KL Legal. I represent at least five lessors who have leasing relationship with SpiceJet. My name is Mark D. Martin. I'm the CEO of Martin Consulting. I had the pleasure of working at SpiceJet as head of operations, planning and strategy. That probably be called a SpiceJet alumni. To understand SpiceJet is to know that it has always been somewhat of a survivor. Since its earliest days as Modi Luft, a joint venture air taxi service between the SK Modi Group and Lufthansa in the 90s, the airline has changed hands four times. Ajay Singh and UK-based NRI Bhulo Kansagra in 2004, American investor Wilbur Ross in 2008, media baron Kalanithi Maran in 2010 and Ajay Singh again in 2015. At least twice, it has faced major financial crisis. 
In fact, it was teetering on the brink of a shutdown in 2015 before Singh came in as a white knight to save it. More than half a dozen investors, including indeed the Tata Group, bought into and exited the airline in the last two decades. SpiceJet, by its DNA and origin and lineage, has predominantly been a company that's been driven by multiple promoters who wanted to take it in multiple directions. That's Mark Martin. So, Ajay Singh bought SpiceJet from the Marans for just two rupees in 2015, taking on its debt, troubles, and the wrath of the earlier owners. Singh found the airline a wreck and turned it around by reworking contracts and agreements and drawing up what seemed like a very clever revival plan. All this even as he fought cases filed by the Marans, who, perhaps rightly, thought that they had got a raw deal. When Ajay returned, the first thing he did was he restored quite a bit of market confidence in SpiceJet. So him being the original promoter with uh, Bupender Kansagra, or, or, or as we all know him as Bulo Kansagra, yeah, Ajay coming back reassured quite a bit that, okay, he's now in charge and he's going to, it's not going to be run, run like the same way it was before, that SpiceJet is now, you know, back in the hands of, of the promoter. And the promoter delivered. SpiceJet soon began to report profits. India's third-largest domestic airline carrier, SpiceJet, reported a profit of Rs 105.3 crore for the quarter ended September 38, 2017, up 79% from Rs 58.9 crore in the same quarter last fiscal. The airline announced big expansion plans. SpiceJet also rose by over 4% today after the company announced a deal worth 150,000 crores with Boeing to purchase over 200 new aircrafts. And Singh? sounded very confident indeed. We feel that uh, uh, we are in a position where we should, now that we have consolidated, that we should look for growth. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, not that we haven't grown in the last two years, we've nearly doubled our capacity in, in, in the last two years. Around the same time, rival carrier Jet Airways went bankrupt and SpiceJet rapidly took over a bunch of its leased planes, some literally overnight. The usual regulatory process for such a change of leases takes months, but not for SpiceJet. You must credit the government of India also did its utmost best to support SpiceJet also. I mean, never in the history has um, the Indian government really stuck its neck out for any airline, including Air India or Indian Airlines. But this time, the ministry actually got up and backed and helped SpiceJet. So far, so good. But after 2019, things started falling apart. The COVID-19 pandemic happened, battering airline businesses across the world. Like its peers in the industry, SpiceJet grounded planes, shrank its operations, and bled. Its annual losses trebled between 2019 and 2021. But also, the old rot in the woodwork started showing. The window dressing was exposed. SpiceJet started defaulting on payments to lenders and vendors. And they showed up angry. From Credit Suisse to Canara Bank, from plane maker de Havilland to plane lessor Goshock, from the creditor to the caterer, everyone started taking the airline to court. To another, the Madras High Court today has allowed Credit Suisse winding up petition against SpiceJet for defaulting on $24 million. 
Internally, employees raged at being paid lower salaries. Approximately 150 staff members of SpiceJet struck work today at Delhi Airport complaining of non-payment of dues. Depleting cash reserves, angry suppliers, irate employees. The perfect turbulence. Naturally, it showed in the operations too. In 18 days till the first week of July this year, eight of SpiceJet's flights faced snags. The authorities took stern notice. The aviation regulator DGCA has issued a show cause notice to SpiceJet. The review as far as internal safety and oversight is concerned, it shows major lapses. Is SpiceJet safe to fly on? That's a good question. I asked Mark, who knows aircraft safety manuals like the back of his hand, to explain. He said the main problem has to do with operating aircraft and pushing that aircraft or pushing your fleet to the point that um, it breaks. Mark explained two terms to me. A minimum equipment list, or MEL, and deferred defects. Both basically imply the same thing. Flying an aircraft with some of its equipment inoperable. Basically, not grounding it completely when a part goes faulty and giving it a grace period of flight before the airline rectifies or changes that part. For example, if a weather radar on your aircraft malfunctions at a time when you're not flying in bad weather, you still fly the aircraft, right? Because you don't need the weather radar that much. So the aircraft is not grounded. The problem with SpiceJet is that it uses these allowance to the extreme limits. Usually when your aircraft goes into MEL, typical industry standard is to get that aircraft back flying in the four to five days when you get the part, change, change the part and fly it. But what happens in, you know, uh, in airlines very similar to SpiceJet and SpiceJet per se is where you take advantage of that allowance of deferred defects, which is 10 days or let's say 50 flights or 100 hours or whatever it is, and you max it and fly it to the point that you can't get any more extensions from that aircraft. Now, this is this practice is very common with um, you know financially weak airlines where you have an issue with access to spares, to credit lines, to getting a part literally overnight, to making remittances for that part overnight. These more or less, I mean, the root cause of um, them not being able to get parts today, them not being able to get getting parts is cash and carry. It's where there is no credit, you got to pay for cash, literally pay for cash and take your part. The SpiceJet pilots I spoke to concurred. In fact, they said it gets worse. The voices of two of three pilots that you hear in this episode have been altered on their request to protect their identity. Spares for the aircraft have stopped coming in. So now, in order to get spares for the other aircraft, you have to start um, taking it from other aircraft. So they used to earmark some aircraft, put it on the ground, aircraft on ground, and whenever the parts of some aircraft used to be go unserviceable, they used to cannibalize from that aircraft. It is allowed, but it is allowed only to a certain extent. If these things are happening again and again, then you start to wonder that is there something 
which is going really wrong with the maintenance section are they not doing things the way they should be doing are they cutting corners so all these things come to a pilot's mind and that is when they actually start questioning the maintenance team and tell them that okay if this glitch is happening again and again i will not accept the aircraft so the pilots who refuse to accept such flights are off rostered they're not given any flights this is what mark told me what also is a very very interesting and and worthwhile to note over here is the whole part of buying spares also of the gray market it's 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 absolutely appalling that there is um you'd be surprised anirban there are whatsapp groups with brokers across the world where you put in a requirement for a particular part you put the part number you put what you need description and guess what somebody from some place in um tajikistan or kyrgyzstan or africa or i mean would show up and say hey i got a part for you that's what the part costs and the part uh, there's no history or traceability in terms of its records or in terms of its maintenance and so on I- any test or lab test which are done uh and uh, we have seen and this is through a few sources that spicejet also has been trying to source bombardier q400 parts through this channel and that just kind of raises several red flags for me and everybody else who's out there as a aviation or safety expert this is the worst thing you can possibly do to your aircraft spicejet said it has never approached the secondary market for spares it said the dgca has never made any observations on mel and that its aircraft are absolutely fit to fly so why does spicejet sweat its aircraft so much because it has to some of its planes are grounded why well because it is not paying rentals to lessors in time Spicejet lessors have been facing various problems, such as non-receipt of lease rental payments. That's Ajay, the lawyer you heard at the beginning of this episode. Apart from the lease rental payment, lessees are also required to pay a regular maintenance reserve to the lessors. And uh, you know, lessors have not been receiving those payments. Also, when an aircraft is leased by a lessor to a lessee. lessee usually de- usually deposits a security deposit with them um, you know as a, as a safety net or lessee can also place a letter of credit many lessors because of non receipt of lease rental payment on time utilized those security deposit and letters of credit and the lessee is struggling to replenish those letters of credit and security deposit so the problems i would say is manifold ajay tells me that spicejet has received various default notices from lessors one particular lessor has recently issued a default notice others may have also issued them a default notice but from time to time what spicejet does is that try to cure those defaults or they come up with the payment plan that we will pay you this much amount within this period of time but how long will this continue because the next stage is a request to the dgca to deregister those aircraft and have them grounded i think unless they come up with a plan to pay and you know they are able to manage funds from somewhere i would not rule out any such possibility so that's the risk that spicejet is running at the moment 
The airline said the information on lessors is wrong and strongly denied. Meanwhile, SpiceJet continues to lease more aircraft. In fact, wet lease them, which means taking on the planes and their crew. But Mark isn't impressed. It's a thumb rule. They say in aviation, if airline has got the worst credibility in the market and it doesn't have the ability or the wherewithal to own an aircraft or, or dry lease an aircraft, which requires quite a bit of trust, the only thing left for you to, for you to do is go over to hole-in-the-wall outfits and small companies in Dubai and Slovakia and East Europe and you know Africa and Georgia and, and, and these other places and get hold of an aircraft on a wet lease agreement. And well, the airline hasn't been paying its taxes in time too. ET checked the Provident Fund accounts of some pilots. The airline hasn't made payments to those accounts after July 2021. It didn't submit PFs for September to December 2020 either. We have also seen the screenshot of a WhatsApp chat from their chief pilot, which shows the airline hasn't given its pilot their tax declaration document or Form 16 yet. So what we know here is that SpiceJet hasn't paid its PF for the deductions they've done on employees. They've not paid TDS. They've not paid the GST. And uh, I think GST was known to us in 2021 itself. I remember, I think it was your it was your newspaper that wrote a story about GST default and how the GST council sent them several notices. Then there's been quite a lot of lapses on withholding tax, where TDS was never paid or submitted into um, the TDS accounts. So in, in that case, uh, those who filed their tax returns couldn't claim the TDS because it never showed up. SpiceJet said there have been deferrals in payments, but no defaults. It added it has paid GST till February 2022 and that Form 16 will be given to employees well within the filing date of income tax returns. Making the mix a darker shade of red is the wrath of the employees over salaries. The DGCS concerns are twofold. Impoverished aircraft and underpaid employees can make for a very unsafe flight. Here's what Aman Chehel, SpiceJet's pilot who was ready to be identified, and his two colleagues told us. Since the lockdown happened, March 21st, 22nd of 2020, immediately that month end, the salaries got deferred straight away. They started by deducting almost half the salary in March 2020. And then the cumulative salary deduction was almost 70 to 80%. So now because flying was very less, most of the pilots were sitting at home for three, four months without any salary. Zero salary was received by all of us. But they religiously deducted my income tax and they religiously deducted Pilot Benevolent Fund, which is an in-house arrangement of SpiceJet, 500 rupees per month from all the pilots collected so that it is given when pilots need the money. But they never released that Benevolent Fund money. All the higher management Pilots and people and HR and management, their take-home pay was more than one crew. And here, the first officers, my take-home pay, pay in the year 202021 financial year and the, the consecutive year, my take-home pay was just 6.5 and 7 lakhs. That was during the two years of the pandemic. Now, flights are getting back to pre-COVID levels 
but the pilots say the salary situation has not improved now 2022 the flying has become normal everybody is doing 50 to 60 hours and some people have already done 100 hours people are only getting 30 to 40% of their salary depending upon how much they are flying pilots say just like they are threatened when they flag flight incidents their protests on salary issues are also clamped down there was a meeting which happened in mumbai and bangalore in february where pilots were given a chance to speak up and give all their problems and tell all their problems also after that meeting suddenly after a couple of months two of the pilots one a trainer and the other an online very senior ex management guy they were just chucked out because of that meeting because they were trying to raise a voice and to set an example to other pilots these two pilots were picked and they were chucked out without giving any reason spicejet denied all allegations from employees except that it had reduced salaries during covid-19 it added that it hasn't retrenched a single employee and that it is raising salaries now i filed a legal notice against the company on 9th of february they did not reply to it i sent it again and again there was no reply from anyone from spicejet and now i am filing a case against them in the court but who's to say what the outcome will be the pilots themselves are unsure whether they'll get their pending salaries and they are usually at the top salary brackets then there are the engineers the technicians the ground staff to be sure spicejet isn't the only airline facing employee angst neither are its employees the only ones that are underpaid pilots engineers and technicians at rival carriers indigo and gofirst recently stayed away from work protesting salary issues also to be fair spicejet's flights aren't the only ones to face mid-air snags in fact the incidents have opened up a pandora's box the dgca made recent surprise checks at other airlines and found similar lapses of spares and equipment the regulator has also asked airlines to deploy engineers who are better qualified to certify landing aircraft but spicejet as we have seen in this episode has a few extra problems and it has a few different ways of dealing with them there's a tremendous amount of goodwill spicejet has in closed doors and with 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 larger associations and groups and so on but spicejet naturally gets some level of fridge i mean imagine if all these violations underban pf tds gst were not paid by let's say an indigo or goya i mean we'd probably have seen we probably had probably seen raids on them long ago and the airline would have pretty much been shut down but in spicejet's case it's been more than a year so and there's been a very subtle passive excuse me you need to pay us some money but as opposed to a more vociferous full blown fully charged up raid so so spicejet does does enjoy a tremendous amount of goodwill and this is and this is why i say that uh, from all of this spicejet will survive the airline certainly has flown itself into a perfect storm banks that have so far put off accounting for its debt as non-performing assets may not do so forever 
lessors that have been patient with it and wary of losing a customer may now ask for their aircraft back. The tax departments will keep going after it. The regulator will, hopefully, continue to tighten its screws. Angry employees will file more cases and more and more creditors will appeal for it to wind up. SpiceJet has weathered turbulence before. But this time, it seems to be coming at it from many sides. The airline needs a plan that will help it to solve its problems, not to skirt them. And for that, it needs money. Where will that money come from? Another new investor? Will SpiceJet change hands yet again? Let's wait and watch. You've been listening to Plane in a Pickle, SpiceJet's many problems on the morning brief. This episode was produced by my colleague Bhavya Dilip Kumar and Sumit Pandey from ET and Swati Joshi from Avas. Sound editors Rajas Naik, Indiril Bhattacharji from ET and Sondarya Jayachandran from Avas. Additional research Pari Desai from ET. Do like and share the episode. Tune in to ET Play, our latest platform for all audio content, including your favorite podcast, The Morning Brief. The Morning Brief as every tuesday thursday and friday thank you and fly safe all clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners credits are given in the description